What's up guys, Mitch Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, I talked to my guy, Overtime Tom. Tom is the manager of all Overtime's social media accounts. Overtime is a company that focuses on young talent and spreads sports-related content through all platforms. Today, we talked about how we met four years ago, and Tom takes us through the wild journey of how he started working at Overtime. Overtime as a company has been so successful, amassing over a billion clicks per month on all platforms. And don't forget, listen as a podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. I cannot, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this conversation. Please let me welcome my guy, Overtime Tom. What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back again with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined by the legendary Overtime Tom, manager of all Overtime's accounts, and we could say longtime friend. Tom, how you doing? For sure. I think I think we're homies at this point. Um, I'm doing well. Just trying to stay safe during quarantine. Um, working a lot. How are you doing? Good, good, good. You're at the parents' house? I'm back at the parents' house. Overtime's located in New York City, and uh, that's where I usually am at. But during quarantine, I had to get out of the city, come back to uh, the parents' crib, and I am under their roof, and it is, it's exciting. Where are you at? I'm in Virginia, Northern Virginia right now at the mom's house. Doing good, doing good. How How's it been, though? You, I, you probably haven't been back for this long in a while. I haven't been back in, under the parents' crib in a few years. First couple of weeks were pretty dicey. They were kind of on my case a lot. I was on theirs, but I think I think we worked in a good partnership now. Me, me and the pops are working out at night. There we got to get mom's cooking dinner. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back again. Every last. It's good. I love that. I love that. So kind of give the fans a little background about yourself. You know, who are you? Kind of what 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 do you do? Yeah. So anyone that doesn't know, I, I work at Overtime. Overtime is like a sports media company for the next generation. So like for people our age, you know, anywhere from like 13, 25, 30, like you kind of consume sports differently than you did even five, 10 years ago. And a lot of it's digitally, a lot of it is like through comedy and through different humor and through highlights. So we focus on that fan and figure out kind of as a sports fan, what do you want to see? And I run all of our social media there. So we have, you know, accounts on all the platforms. It's at overtime on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, everything, YouTube, everything you can think of. And then we also have accounts all throughout focusing on different sports and different genres as well. So I kind of oversee all of that um, and kind of been with the company since day one. We're in like year, we're like three and a half years in now. And uh, it's been cool to see how much it's grown for sure. That's sick. Cause you, so we kind of met, you reached out to me, I think it was a sophomore year of high school. Um, you kind of reached out. I don't know if it was text or DM and you're just like, look like, Hey, I saw your videos on YouTube. I think it was. And you're like, I've seen your stuff. Like I'm, I'm starting this new company called overtime. I think you guys only had like, maybe 20,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like, hey, like, I like what you're doing. You know, I'm in New York, you're in Virginia. I can't, we can't really do much, but I just got to say, keep doing your thing. And if you're ever in New York, like kind of reach out. Yeah. I mean, like for me, like I'm obsessed with watching anyone who's making content, especially in sports. And like, I mean, you were what, a sophomore in high school when you started doing it. And like, I thought they were hilarious and reminded me of like me and my boys. And that's kind of like how I think overtime wants to be. It's like, normal kids in high school like, and, and that's kind of how we caught fire like everyone sees athletes on like tv and pro players and it's hard to relate to them right but like if you show them a high school athlete and that's kind of where we started and we've done older and pro athletes now but starting in high school it was like all right i can see mitchell or zion or Jalen lakira like these top athletes like going to math class and feel like i could be them one day or like be like them and i think your youtube was like that specifically when you started and that's why i reached out and like I don't know. I just think that like, it's good to, to show up to the people that are doing a good job. 
Yeah. How, do you kind of remember that first video you saw of mine? Oh, I mean, everyone's seen your haircut ones. I mean, yeah. you and Buck just going at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I don't remember for sure. I like that one. I was showing, I actually, I showed another, there's a college athlete who's trying to do something similar to what you're doing. Basketball player, start some podcasts, do some vlogging. And I sent him the video of you and your friends doing like the hot chip challenge or yeah. hot sauce challenge. Yeah, the hot sauce challenge, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think like, I don't remember exactly what video, but it's that it moved fast and I was entertaining. Yeah, no, I, I miss those days a lot. It was a step. <laughs> oh, God, that's so high school. But, and then, so this past, or not this past February, time is flying. February of 2019, I came up there. I had to film a video with RJ for TLN. And after we got, we got launched, and it was such a surreal moment for me. I remember, you know, meeting you and, and kind of over the past, like, three years, just not really only talking to you on social media and now, like, meeting you in person. I just remember being like such a sponge, like trying to ask you so many questions and, and try to get so much information. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, I meet a lot of people through like social media, right. And like texting and DM. And then like, when you finally meet in person, it's like, Oh, this is so weird. Yeah. But it's kind of like that interesting world that we live in. But yeah, I mean, when you showed up, that was awesome. Well, we went to the Knicks game that night too, which is sick. Yeah, that was sick. <laughs> that, was, that was actually my first time in the city. And I thought it was so sick. And I was not a city person until I moved there like our company is there but you know i'm from the woods up here in upstate new york kind of it's not upstate new york people call it that but yeah he's dope everyone's gotta make it out there no i liked it a lot and kind of one thing i remember was and this is when tiktok like was still like just doing dance videos i remember this and i'll never forget it because i always think about it and you're like dude like you gotta get on this app called tiktok and i knew of it and i knew it was kind of like vine back in the day just dancing videos and you're like dude you gotta get on it like it's a new thing. Like you can make a name for yourself early. I remember downloading it. And I was, and I was like, dude, I'm not doing this. I can't. Make a name for this. And then now it's like such a big thing. And I always think back, like I could have really done something with that. Dude. I, uh, luckily we were first like early on TikTok and over time. And like, to be honest, I have that same thing about like my personal TikTok. Cause like I did a awesome job like growing over times. We're about to hit 10 million followers. It's so sick. But like, I never even put two seconds into my own TikTok, And I'm always yeah. like, why don't I just spend like an hour a week doing this? I could have like a hundred thousand followers, but um, no, it's cool. And like, I, I, know, I remember telling you that. And back then it was just like a dance app. And it was like, what are, what are we going to do on there? It was fun for me because like over time, like I said, it's like three years old. Right. So like any social media platform, we're way behind, right? Like I'm, we're on Instagram. We have like almost 4 million followers. It's great. But like, we're never going to catch like ESPN and sports center and bar school and house of highlights. Like, they were all on there like five years earlier than we were. And same thing with Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But TikTok, it was like the first app since I've started running social where I was like, okay, I can get on here at the same time or even earlier than everyone else. Let's see who can like do the best job. And like so far over time has been able to like crush it at TikTok. And also it's just fun. Like you would crush it on there. I think anyone like who is funny and, you know, a college student or younger would have a lot of fun on there. Yeah, it's just such a relatable app. How did you kind of find, like, how did you kind of find the upbringing of TikTok? Did someone kind of tell you or you just be like, Mike, I see it? I'm trying to remember because, like, when it first came out, that was, like, a lot, like, it, so it was Musical.ly, that app that, like, yeah. a lot of people used. Um, and then someone at our company was like, hey, like, we should get on this. And I was like, no. Like, it probably took, like, six or eight weeks. And then for me, and our CEO, Dan, kind of always says this, Dan Porter, you guys can look him up. He's cool. He's done a lot of cool stuff. He, um, 
he was he made it like competitive in some way he does that to me all the time he's like well this person is doing a really good job but like you're not and like <laughs> I'm very competitive and like kind of crazy about it so I remember just being like okay like let's see what happens and like I posted one video got like a million views and I was like I haven't stopped since basically um and i don't let anyone else touch that account but me like at overtime like obviously we have other people that work on social media but like when it comes to overtime tiktok like that's my baby um <laughs> that's awesome. so i'm just like this is my thing um i don't remember what it was i think i just remember you know whether it was real or fake i have no idea but they did a really good job of making you do a, of helping you do a really good job right when you joined so like overtime's first few posts did amazing and once you get that early satisfaction, I mean, like, I feel like probably same with you, like your yeah, first few YouTube videos did well. You're just like, I'm all, I'm all in. Like, yeah. um, so that, that's kind of what happened with us. Okay. So let's start from the beginning of you know, growing up in Westchester County. Uh, what was kind of your family atmosphere like? I'm really lucky. Like I'm the best family in the world. I know everyone says that, but like I had a really good support system. Um, I have two older sisters and like cousins that were like really good at like showing me kind of the path and stuff. But yeah, growing up, I mean, I played a lot of sports, basketball and football mainly all through high school. I was never like the best student in the world, but like when I liked something, I was really good at it. And like when I would put time into it um, and I, I just loved sports, like my life, you know, I think unlike you and like even a lot of people like who are in college now, like I had no idea there was any jobs in sports other than playing or coaching. So like growing up, I played, and I was like, okay, like whenever I'm done playing, whatever level that's at, then I'll start coaching. Cause like, I just, I would watch like ESPN and see people talking about sports. And I didn't like put together like, oh, that's a job or like, oh, there's social media accounts. Someone like does that for a living. Like, I just didn't get that. Yeah. Um, so I started coach. I, so to fast forward, I, I went to college to play basketball at Springfield college in Massachusetts, uh, D three school. I played one year and I liked it, but I like was really, I was obsessed with the idea of coaching and becoming really good at it. I felt like I, I could do it. So I transferred home um, to Iona, which is like a school like near me basically. And I started coaching. I started coaching high school football and basketball. I started my own AAU basketball program. Got a really cool opportunity to like coach in college if I wanted to. Uh, and I was like sick, like I'm all set. Like this is a wrap. Like I know what I want to do. Like this is gonna be fun. And then my junior year of college, my mom was like, you need to get into summer internship. And I was like, no, I don't. Like <laughs> I work more than any, like legit. I had, I was coaching like 17 different teams. Like when I, when I like something, like I'm all in, like I started coaching and I was like, I'm going to do this nonstop. Um, and she's like, no, you need an internship, like just in case. So I Googled sports internship uh, and I skipped to the 50th page of Google. I didn't think a single person on the first 49 pages of Google would hire me. And I was probably right. And on the 50th page, there was a company called Tally, which is now called Overtime. And I was like their first intern. They had three or four full-time people there at the time. And like for Overtime, the rest is history. But like my support system of having like a great family and pushing me the whole time and always being supportive, like that's like where it all kind of starts. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, are you Italian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can remember <laughs> us talking about that at that lunch and kind of comparing stories about our moms. Oh, yeah. My mom is awesome. Uh, I think I mentioned to you before we started recording, like she's been cooking for me nonstop since I've been home. Yeah. She like is convinced I'm way too skinny right now. Like the whole That's deal. The Italian mom thing, though. Like the they, whole like, show their love through like food and meatballs and, and 
I say it all the time because people are always like, help your mom. And I'm like, there's just nothing that makes my mom happier than me like eating and then like feeling good about it. Like <laughs> yeah. she's so happy. Oh, um, so, so it's awesome. But at the same time, like he's on my case, right? The smallest thing in the world. Like, you know, the dog, my dog is like 17 years old and like can barely walk at this point. But like, if I don't put the gate up, I'm getting yelled at. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, like the dog can't even walk. Like, come on. Yeah, that's awesome. That, oh my God, that reminds me of my house too. So like you said, you went to the 50th page uh, and, and, and you found an internship. What was Tally at that time? Oh, Tally was like a really crappy sports app um, where you would like, it, we weren't really sure what levels we were at. So it was like, you would do some, mostly pro sports, some college, some high school. And you'd basically like take a picture of something and write like a short three sentence blog on it. So like kind of like a blend between like Reddit, Instagram, and like a sports blog. And you would, it, it was terrible. Um, and then we kind of moved over to doing that same thing, but with video. Uh, so that was kind of how it started. But like, for me, it wasn't about what the app was. It was about the people I was working with. And I mentioned Dan before and like our other co-founder, Zach, and then our COO, Allie, like those are the three people that started it and who I first started working with. Like whether that app was good or not had like nothing to do with like those three people were like incredible. Like I had worked, I was lucky during one of my coaching gigs, I worked with like really good coaches and they were like super hardworking, way more driven than other people. And I realized then like, okay, I need to work, like find people like that. Yeah. Like people who are like super focused, work really hard, who are really smart. And then I got to tally and I was like, whoa, like these people are way smarter, way harder working. Like if it's not this, they're going to do something else that's amazing. So I just became like, whatever you need me to do, like I'll do it. basically. Yeah, that's sick. So what was kind of the attraction uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the applying process? Oh, what, whatever said sports and like what? would take my application was getting like a flag for me. Um, that one specifically, like Allie, who like I'll mention a ton. She's like my homie. Like she wrote, I remember she wrote the job description. It just sounded like fun. Like mm -hmm. we have a very young voice. Like you don't, you know, most job descriptions you would look at and be like, you need eight years of this. And like, yeah. you know, you need to be like fluent in Spanish and like all this like crazy stuff that like you end up not doing with your jobs. This one was like, you want to make some money and like do some cool with your friends and like talk about That's sports awesome. and like, you don't have to be a genius to do it. And I was like, this is awesome. And like, yeah. even talking to you about it now, it's shaped what overtime is five, four or five years later, like and something you could relate to basically. So when, when working at overtime in, the, in that first couple months, you know, how did you guys kind of learn to find your niche of what you guys are in now? Yeah. I mean, it took a long time, like years, basically. Like I, I would say the biggest, there's two really big jumps for us. Um, you know, we, we were covering all different sports, like I said, and then we we're in New York City and we had this technology to go film games. So we, we created an app where you could film something and post it in real time. It would come to me and then I could like blast out the social media, like this really cool tech. And we're in New York City. So like to test it out, like we were going to go film like New York City basketball games. So I like think of like Dykeman and Rucker Park, like these big high school or New York City basketball places where Kevin Durant's gone and all these like amazing players have been before. Um, so we would go out and film these games, mostly of high school kids and post them. And what we realized was these kids had like thousands of followers and like 
you realize it now, like these high school kids like are famous and we had like 10,000 followers and like a kid has like a hundred thousand followers or even like 10 or 20,000 followers, they would post something and like we would grow a ton from it. Um, so, so that was, that was really cool. Um, I think that like started to formulate that and we always wanted to attract the youngest fan. And I think at a pretty early stage, we realized, okay, like, let's show them people that are their age. That's how like the high school stuff worked. And then when it really blew up was like, we were doing a great job covering New York. And then we were like, okay, like there's a couple other kids out there, like Zion Williamson's in South Carolina, LaMelo Ball's in California. How do we get out of New York City and cover these kids who are like nationally big instead of the New York City kids who are like regionally big? Yeah. So we went to a tournament in Las Vegas um, where all of them were, Zion, LaMelo, Mac McClung, all these big kids, and LaVar, who like wasn't a player, but like was a co- like coaching. And we probably had like 15 viral clips in like four days that like no one else had because we were filming all these kids that like no one was filming these people at that time. Uh, and we grew like 100,000 Instagram followers like in like a couple weeks or like in a week where like before that it was like if we grew 100 followers a week, it was great. You're fired up. <laughs> uh, yeah, bro. I mean, like you're running social and like people are sending you clips. You're like, I don't, I don't want to do with all this. So, yeah. And, like, that's when I realized, like, oh, my God, like, there are people in this world that, like, everyone cares about. What, what was kind of that first video that kind of got overtime on the map? Was it those games in Las Vegas? Yeah, I'll, I'll, there's a couple of different ones. Like, one that wasn't viral at all that we convinced ourselves was, were, uh, was viral. <laughs> like, I think I've told it once before, like, this kid, Jalik Felton, who is Raymond Felton's cousin or br- cousin, I believe. Uh, he had like a poster dunk. He's out in North Carolina and Steph Curry reposted our clip on Steph Curry's page. Didn't tag overtime or anything. Like looking back, it meant absolutely nothing, but we were convinced that we were like the most viral company ever because Steph Curry posted a video with like the O logo on it. Um, so that like ended up not doing anything, but I was convinced it did. And then other than that, I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of moments, but yeah, that week in Vegas was the first where I was like, Oh my god like everyone knows who we are like this is insane like we're growing so fast so yeah i mean and those moments don't get smaller like still if really? we have a clip like so viral, sick to think back on oh yeah god i mean i mean you're in like the game of growing like a page and stuff like when you have those moments like that's what you work for right like you post all these things and you work on all these videos and then like one pops and you're like the whole world can change. Like, it's, I know. It's incredible. I, I, that, that reminds me. I remember I had like 200 subscribers and, and I made a, a shooting video with my buddy Dan and his brother Dylan. And I got like two subscribers like in, in a weekend. And I was like, oh my God, I'm making it, dude. This is it. Yeah. And, and like, I, I, I don't know, remember I talk- those moments. And it's just like, God. I, I, and it's just like looking back, it's just like it's only 200 subscribers. But like, that, that's what fired me up the most. Yeah, I talked to a kid yesterday. He has 11,000 followers on like this New York sports page. And he was like, you probably don't care. Like, just 11,000 followers. And I was like, no, like I like one, I still like growing pages from scratch. Like I think it's awesome and fun. Yeah. Um, but he, like he had like one moment where he grew like several hundred followers. And like those little, like they seem little, but like they can change everything. Cool. Yeah. 
So what's, what's kind of your thought process when, when posting these videos? Like you said, you, you get a lot, obviously, throughout the day. What's the process with posting and, and titling and, and the hashtags? Yeah, so, I mean, my main things, I mean, I've ran all different platforms, but my main things right now are TikTok and Instagram. And, like, I do a lot of YouTube also, but, like, those are the two main ones. So basically for us, we get sent thousands of videos. We film thousands of videos i mean this isn't like a skill i mean it is a skill i guess but like it's kind of everything i think about is like would i want to see it because like no one's seen more videos than me so like if i'm impressed by a video like i'm pretty sure other people will like it or think it's cool or think it's funny um so that that was my thought process like on every video i look at it and i'm like do i think it's cool or not and like i trust my gut like okay. i think most people should trust their gut but we're getting videos from that we film, right? So we go and film like games all over the country. So like there's highlights from there. There's videos that are sent to us. There's TikTok videos that we're curating. So when I think about it on like, I'll just use Overtime's Instagram, for example, we have like 12 to 15 posts a day. I know that like three of them are going to be highlights that we filmed. Mm -hmm. I know that one of them is going to be like a throwback video. People love seeing, like we get, you know, new followers every day. So showing a video from two years ago that maybe over half of our followers haven't seen before, like people love that. So like that's four posts that I already know are happening. We have like a long form video. So like we have series that come out on YouTube and then we cut them down into like IGTVs. Okay. I know I'm going to get something from there. We film a daily show just reacting to like the five funniest things that we saw on the internet that day. Like I know something's coming from there. And then we have other pages. So we have like a football page, a soccer page, a women's basketball page, gaming page. And I look through those pages to see what's performed well for them and might utilize that on overtime. And then there's just curating stuff, creating things, TikToks that our, um, our own talent creates. So like, it's kind of a lot when I think about it that way, there's like videos coming from everywhere. Yeah. But I try to think about it like, okay, I have these 12 to 15 slots. I'm going to fill it with, one video here, two video there, three video, and then, have, yeah. but nothing's more fun than like when news breaks, right? Like, cause then it's like drop everything you're doing and figure it out. Like yeah. Kawhi Leonard signs with the Clippers at 1 a.m. like the weekend of 4th of July. And it's like, I don't have anything prepared, but I'm going to figure it out. Like that's, that's my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. And you kind of hit on it, you know, like, do you ever stop? Like it, like, do you have gifts? Like does someone take like the morning shift or like, do you ever put your phone down? Like, I mean, honestly. Okay, so I'll be honest with you because we're homies, um, but I don't tell that many people. No, I don't ever put my phone down. Um, I try to make it seem like it's like kind of easy and like I can do it at all times, but it, you can't. I mean, I posted to Instagram now. The last time I didn't was August 14th, 2016. Uh, so it's like, wow. over, it's like over 1400 days or something now. I, I don't know. Someone's going to call me up in the comments for the math probably, but like it's only like 1400 or 1500 straight days. I posted it over times Instagram. Um, and, and it is a lot, right? Like it's 24 seven, you know, I'm not going to act like it's the easiest thing in the world. Posting sports clips is really fun. Like, so like, I'm not complaining. Um, but I think it's part of what makes overtime different. And that's not just me. A lot of the people who run our accounts, they're very nonstop. Now, a lot of people have like a day off here and there. They have someone else who can help them out. But for me, it's like, we wanted overtime to be, we didn't want it to feel like a brand or a company. We wanted it to feel like a person. And 
I feel like that account is like me. Like I'm putting out things that I enjoy. The captions are in my voice and to have full ownership over it. I felt like it was the only way for me to do that. So like, I think you can see it sometimes when you look at other accounts, like if multiple people are running it, you can, you don't feel that like personality come through like for bad day, like my captions will reflect that. And I think even if followers don't understand that, I feel like deep down, it kind of works its way in there. Um, so that's why I do it. But yes, I, I'm on my phone 24 seven. My family and girlfriend and friends do not like it, but I think they appreciate it also. Yeah. I, I was about to ask, how does that like go down? Let's say you're on like a dinner date with your girlfriend. Like what, what, what is she, what type of one liners is she hitting you with? I mean, I really wish the NBA slam dunk contest wasn't the same night as Valentine's day this past <laughs> year, because that wasn't fun at all for anyone involved. She's awesome. Um, my family's awesome. They understand how much I love it. Um, I think I hit on it earlier. Like, I did not like school. Like, if I don't like something, like, I can't do it. Like, it's just not in me. And there aren't that many things I like. Like, and this is something I like. I think there are definitely times where people are like, yo, can you just put it down? But at this point, right, like, I'm over four years into it or four years into it, three, four years. Like, I'm all in. <laughs> like, there's nothing else going on that's been with me longer than the account, basically. I like my parents. True. So, um, people understand that, and it, it's tough. Like, if I think if you're trying to do something different, it's always going to be tough. Yeah, I really want to know how did the whole like at overtime, <laughs> and then your name start. I think that's like so sick. I don't know why like more companies don't do that. You know, it's funny. Today I was looking into like how I could change my name, and no. not have it anymore. Why? At Tom has like 12,000 followers. Like I could definitely get that account from him. That would um, be uh, no, I love it. To be completely honest, I was the first person to do it. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not trying to take credit away from anyone, but yeah, it was definitely oh, okay. me. Basically, like we were doing this show and like I was like, yo, what's up? This is Overtime Tom. And like that's that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. And I was oh. like, oh, that's kind of dope. The video got like a thousand views and I was like, I'm so famous. I need to change my Instagram handle so that people go and find me. Um, so I changed my Instagram handle like Overtime Tom. I think a couple of days later, like Larry, who's like the face and a lot of people know, changed his to Overtime Larry. Tay, who like films a lot of our best videos, he changed to Overtime Tay. And then ever since then it's happened. And now it's happened to a point where it's like, it's a lot of fans do it, a lot of followers do it. Um, and like, I mean, there's hundreds of people with overtime in their username. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like, it's like a little club that, uh, that is good. What, what, what was it before at overtime, Tom? I think it was just like, uh, my initials and then like my last name and some random, it was long. It was not good. Okay. Funny thing. I know I run all these social accounts. I like was not active on social media whatsoever before working at overtime. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. I had a Twitter account. I had an Instagram account to like, that I didn't post on. Um, so it, it just kind of happened. Okay. Well, let's say fast forward. I don't know how many years and you're not at overtime. What's, what's, what's your handle? That's a good one. I don't know. Some people would say like, once I'm done running overtime accounts, I need to give up social media and get off my phone. But, um, Oh, what's my handle? I don't know. I, I one, I can't commit to a name. Sometimes I go by Tom. Sometimes I go by Thomas. So like to pick one would be really hard um wow that's yeah what's yours mitch pelkey 22 i might have to take that one no it's just mitch underscore pelkey 
<laughs> um, no, I mean, probably something with my name. I don't know. I, I would like to keep it simple. I, uh, I have a few random ones that I like would throw in there, but I can't, I can't disclose them. There we go. I like that. So I'm obviously, like, like you said, uh, tremendous success through like all your social media accounts uh, with, like you said, TikTok over 9 million followers. Which account are you most proud of? Wow. <laughs> uh, it definitely comes down to your, the overtime TikTok or the overtime Instagram account. Instagram, I've just been running longer and it's like getting a million followers on Instagram. Now we're at 3.6. A million was maybe the best feeling of my life. Like, uh, I remember that you guys passing that and then you guys posted the sickest Instagram video of all time. I thought it was so hype. I mean, I cry every time I see it. Um, <laughs> but um, so I was really proud to do that. I think I like TikTok right now because it's newer. I mean, to grow 10 million followers in like barely over a year is pretty insane. So like the success is cool. And like we get to walk into a room now and be like, yeah, we're the number one sports account in the world. Like who's saying that? Yeah. Um, so that's cool. I don't know. I'm proud of all of them. Um, my favorite one to look at is Overtime WBB, which I don't run. Um, it's our women's basketball account. Uh, funny story, you know I had an Overtime Lax account, right? Yeah, whatever happened, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. Dog, you guys let me down. You cross players let me down. What happened? So, I mean, I started, I convinced our, like, my CEO, I was like, yo, like, Lax is, you know, I'm from Westchester. Yeah. Yorktown, John Jay, we got the Long Island schools, a little Manhasset uh -huh. action. I'm in it. And I like, I didn't play lacrosse, but like, I knew a lot about it. And I was like, no one is covering these kids uh, to the extent I wanted. So I took a crack at it. We did it for like a year. Granted, overtime was not that big of a brand then, but it was hard. You know, it was tough. The, the, that athletes in lacrosse, the top kids, which is, you know, I mentioned with basketball, we grew a lot from the top kids sharing us. The top kids in lacrosse, they, they don't want that type of, it's not yeah. they don't want exposure, but it's like, it's not in their kind of DNA to like want to promote themselves like that, I think. Um, and they don't have the following yet of like a basketball player. Um, and also it's, it's tough to film. Like it's yeah. tough to kind of like. Yeah, it's true that you say that. Cause I was talking with my boys yesterday and we were like talking about how all these football guys, like, oh, I just got my 13th offer to this school. And like for lacrosse, like no guys bragging about their offers. Yeah. And, and I think it's just the type of person. Like, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way, but so it was hard. And like, it honestly was just taking up a lot of my time. And I was like, that account still lives somewhere. Follow overtime lax if you guys, uh, if you guys want. I've All thought that. about making the lax TikTok account. So I think it would do well on TikTok. Yeah. Just because like, I think the music and the highlights work better than like the other stuff. But I don't know, one day. One day, I like that. I still believe in lax. There we go. There we go. So what's kind of one thing through your whole process at overtime that you thought was going to be like the one, like this is it, like after this we're golden, but then it ended up being a fail. Ooh, so many come to mind. <laughs> like, I mean, before I get into that, like that is the one thing I'd say is we've tried so many things that failed. And like, not to say that we're like the best company ever and we're the most successful ever, but like you have to go through a lot of those failures in order to get to like, like that's true i mean I, I think every athlete feels that when they're playing sports but like you feel it even more when you're like in business i think um i mean early days we created an app that like you could add effects to your highlights so like if you dunk you could like have like the rim come down and, like some crazy stuff and we thought it was so cool and no one used it 
Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, I mean, overtime originally, like we did want to cover every kid. Like we didn't want to, like a lot of right, what we do right now is we cover a lot of the top kids, but we did want to come up with a way to cover the random kid from your high school or my high school who like maybe is a low D3 player or not even. Yeah. Uh, so we worked a lot at like covering all these kids across the country. Um, and what happened was a lot of the kids were like embarrassed because they were like, look, I'm not as good as like Zion. Like, please stop putting my videos online. People are making fun of me. Um, so that was tough. Um, I mean, we put in a whole, like, I kind of just ran through that, but we put in a whole process to be able to film thousands of games and like yeah. it was a lot of work well trial and error what else i don't know those are some main ones i'm sure some more will come to me i mean i've tried a lot of different sports that failed <laughs> yeah but. i like that though that yeah so obviously myself being youtube guy i want to know this you know what do you think is most important um is, is it the title of the video is it is it the thumbnail the tags or is it the actual like content yeah I mean, look, they're all important. My main focus is title and cover image on my side. Like I, a lot of what I do personally is I, I look at things. I'm like, okay, what, what do I know will perform well? Right. Like before we even go shoot, like what kind of already clicks well on the internet? What do I think is going to lead to a good hook or a good title or cover image? And then we leave our video team to go create that. And like, they, they have their own vision. They create it all. They come back with what they think is going to be the best story. And with what they come back with, it's my job to look through it and think like, okay, what is like going to work the best? So I, I think it's all important when it comes to the content, like before you go out and shoot something, it's like, okay, what is, like, what would already click and like, what do people care about? Um, and we do a really good job of, like I said, focusing on like several athletes or several types of ty uh, topics that people care about. But then when it comes to covering title, a uh, title and cover image, like, those can make or break a video. You could spend a billion dollars on a video and make the most epic thing ever. And if your title is awful, like no one might click into it. Yeah. Um, so like I personally, me and Sam, overtime Sam, we could spend like hours on like a title of a video, like going back and forth, changing one word, one letter here, one quote there, thinking and thinking and thinking like, I mean, we did a video the other day. I think at 2 a.m. we finally locked down a title for the following day. So it, it's all important. I think the title is – it's annoying how important it is, right? Yeah. Like, Because it's such a small thing and you're like, God, but yeah. it's so important. My, my biggest advice and something that I'm not great at is, like, for someone like you who's creating stuff and editing it and doing it all, like, write the title before you even go shoot it. Yeah. Like, you're already going to feel good about it then. You know, I mentioned – I think we talked about earlier, like the hot, you know, you had something about like the hot chip challenge. Like mm -hmm. I immediately wanted to see that. And I gave it some advice to someone the other day. It's like, uh, when it comes to vlogging, a lot of people do like, here's what my day is, but you need to have something that people are waiting to happen. Like what's the challenge of the day or like, what, what am I waiting to get to? Like, what's that end thing? So it's like, you might just be showing your day, but by the end of today, I need to pick up my sister from school. And like, that's like the smallest example ever, but there's something that people are like, okay, like he has, he's running through all these challenges. All these things are happening. You know, he went to the gym and the door was locked. His car, the, the tire broke. But at the end of the day, how is he going to end up picking up his sister from school? Like, like there always needs to be something at the end that people are waiting for. And it needs to be quick throughout so that you can't skip through to just get to the end. Right? Like if I, if, if I miss 10 seconds of this, I might be missing the most important little tidbit or hint. 
Um, and there are vloggers who like, I think we would all agree are awful people, but they're really good at like doing those stories and having like a uh -huh. start and an end. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's all important is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool to hear you think about it like that. Cause I mean, from my side, it's just like film, edit, post, but there's so much stuff that goes on behind behind the scenes that really matters for sure so, yeah this is a question i thought it would be a good question i really want to know what do you think you would be most successful at if it was just you you'd be the best podcaster best vlogger best tiktoker what would that's you say um that's a good question because like for me like growing up i didn't have one skill that i was like obsessed with but my one skill that i did love doing was like figuring out what people needed help with and fixing that problem for them. Right. So like at overtime, for instance, like, it wasn't like I went there and I was like, I want to run your social. It was like, Oh, I'm working here. And like, no one here runs social media. Like there's no one knows how to do it. I'm going to teach myself and learn how to do it. So like, if I had to do stuff on my own, I mean, knowing what I know now, like how could I run other people's social, right? There's so many people and it's hard for me. Sometimes I have conversation with companies and they're like, they think I'm speaking like a different language, right? Like, and I'm like, if you just talk to any person who's like under the age of whatever, they can understand this, but like, you don't understand this at all. So I don't know. I, I think like if I was doing my own thing, like I would be helping other companies or other people with social, like that is kind of my thing. Um, and I love it. So something like that probably. Yeah. Well, let's kind of switch directions here. I want to talk about the apparel side. You know, I, th I feel like that's something you guys are really trying to hit this year. And what has been kind of the, the shift, I mean, um, from from past apparel to now, it's it seems like it's way different. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, starting with overtime, I, you know, I was super lucky in that, you know, our people at the top are like two co-founders. They're like, just post stuff and make stuff that people are going to like and build our following as big as possible. And now it's like, okay, we have this big following. Like, what else can we give them, right? Like, con content is only so much. Like, how can we give them apparel? How can we give them technology? How can we put them in clubs where they can hang out with each other? Like, how, how can we do all these different things? And apparel is the big one where it's like, you have such a big community. And, and that is what Overtime is built, right? Like, we might not have the most followers in the world, but like the people who follow Overtime, like, love Overtime. Like, you mentioned it when, like, they changed their username. And, like, they want to rep the gear. And, you know, when we first started, we gave, we had our athletes wearing the gear mostly, right? And it felt like a lot of people had it, but really it was like, okay, like 50 kids in the country have it. They just all happen to have like 100,000 followers. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, how can we make that so other people can have it? So we have, I mean, and also the part is growth, right? Like we had, we started with five people in our company and now we have a hundred people in our company and five of them or 10 of them are part of like an apparel team. So they design awesome gear. Like, I'm not just saying this, like I'm super picky about my clothes. Like this design is like the most I'll ever have on a t-shirt. I'm basically always wearing a plain t-shirt. Um, so they create sick gear. It's really comfortable. And yeah, I mean, I think it's part of a business and like trying to build a brand. And we're finally at a point where we have enough followers and big enough community where we feel like we can make a splash with it. Yeah. So what, what would you say is next for, for the company over time? I mean, getting through COVID is, is like the number one thing, right? Like, you know, we had to like totally shift gears where, you know, we're used to going out and filming all these shows and filming all these games and figuring that out. So that was like the next thing. And we've done a, 
you know, I'm super proud of how we've kind of handled that. And now from there, I mean, I think there's a lot of things. I mean, our, we're always going to try to build our community as big as possible, right? Like, it's not like our followers don't keep growing. Like, we want to grow them as big as possible. Um, we want to parallel keep growing. We want to keep building our other sports, right? So, like, we're really big in basketball. This past year, we've almost tripled, I think, in football. Now, how can we do that in women's basketball, soccer, gaming, and keep expanding to other sports? Um, but I think there's a lot of things that we have the opportunity to do. I mean, it depends a lot about like what happens with these college athlete rules, with them being able to get paid. High school athletes, same exact deal. Um, so a lot is to is you know up for what can happen in the future, and I think that we're in a really good position to be able to maximize and help people in the biggest way. Yeah, yeah, sweet. We'll come to our last segment here. Quick talk on Pelk Talk. I'm gonna give you a quick phrase. Give me a quick answer. All right, let's do it. I love it. Favorite food? Nervous. Uh, uh, pizza. Everyone has said pizza. No, no, I don't want to say pizza. Um, tacos. Okay, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday! Favorite social media app? TikTok. The trend you hated the most? I don't like when people dab. Best athlete you filmed with? Lamelo Ball. Worst athlete you filmed with? Mitchell Pelkey. Most overrated thing in New York? Uh, the food. Will the Knicks ever win NBA Finals in your lifetime? Yes. If you weren't working at overtime, what would you be doing? Uh, I think I'd be coaching basketball probably or be a guidance counselor somewhere in coaching basketball. Last question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, in five years, I think, you know, hopefully overtime has grown to one of the biggest sports or just media companies in general out there and we're continuing to grow and hopefully working with a really cool team and, and just continue to make it bigger and better. Sweet. Over was time. That lame, was that a lame answer? No, that was good. I like that. <laughs> all right, Tom, I appreciate you coming on. Where can the fans find you at? Follow all of Overtime first. So at Overtime on all social media. And then like, if you really, really want to follow me, I'm at Overtime Tom on Instagram. Sweet. Sweet. Well, big Tom out here doing it live. Nice interview, Tom. I really appreciate you coming out. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you guys soon.